Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie B. Today we're talking... Containers. Just the stuff you put stuff in. Things where the stuff goes when you put the stuff in a thing. Some might call them receptacle. Uh, Is a receptacle a container? Receptacle. Put the trash in the receptacle. I would might yeah, I mean, that's like a trash can, which is a container for your trash. So a receptacle maybe sounds like it's a specialized container because a receptacle just holds it until it moves on. Like a receptacle is like a, a container that went to trade school. <laughs> <laughs> It's like well, I'm, I'm thinking that if you put your trash in long-term storage, you wouldn't use a receptacle. You'd use like a barrel. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> what kind of receptacles are there? There's tra- a trash receptacle. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Mailbox. <laughs> Mail receptacle. Yeah. So, yeah. so I guess the idea is that it circulates out. Yeah, well, we figured something out tonight. Well, tune in next time. <laughs> now we know all about containers. Okay, anyway, so... You didn't ask me the question. Natalie. What? What is a container? A container is a receptacle. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Or enclosure for holding a product used in storage, packaging, and transportation, including shipping. And things kept inside of a container are protected inside of it. And it is usually made of materials that are durable and a little bit rigid, maybe. Is a jellyfish a container? For jellyfish guts, yeah. The jellyfish is the container. You're a you're a man shaped container for a for a big mess. Wow. Well, <laughs> Like, if you took out all the stuff that was inside your container and put it on the yeah. floor, that'd be a mess, right? Yeah, well, if you like mm-hmm. hearing people get their feelings hurt, <laughs> go to <laughs> patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. <laughs> if you'd like to hear a little more from this big mess. <laughs> I, I, I know you meant... also a very cute and nice baby. I know, you just meant... You meant... All my blood and all my stuff I ate. I know. All your poop and all your spleen and your armpit hair. And and my like... spleen does a good job. My armpit hair is really good for friction when I'm moving my arms right, around. Right, like your tubes and your yeah. your brains. Yeah. And like all all the parts, right? Patreon. You're a very cute baby container for pa- all those parts. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Garbage Brain University if you'd like to learn more about this medium mess. <laughs> cute baby container. A cute baby container. <laughs> that sounds a little right wingo. <laughs> that sounds like what a what a twenty two year old man online would refer to a woman as. <laughs> oh, so, um, a container can also be considered a tool that consists of a device which creates a partially or fully enclosed space that can be used to contain, store, and transport objects or materials. So a container can contain. Yeah, man. That's very woodchuck chucking wood. That's what it's there for, man. When the suffix er means that it does the thing that you just said. (laughs) Right? Yeah. I just want to say that 
we take suggestions from people on our Patreon, and uh, you can get in there and tell us what to talk about, but I picked this one. Up. I know, this is one of your picks. I told Natalie, let's talk about containers, and she was like, the stuff you put stuff in, and I was like, sounds like you're already an expert. <laughs> I just started, I was like, I'm ready to talk about them. Because you know what, if you think about it, everything's a container. The, uh, it's containers all the way down. Yeah, right. This podcast is a container for great ideas. Absolutely, it is. <laughs> great ideas, cool conversations, rad friends. Great oldies. Great oldies. <laughs> How easily could you stuff a million human U.S. dollars into any other file? Right. Any other right. file and that's just, on the computer? That's just that idea. We have so many other great ideas, though, on top of it. <laughs> just con- Remember snake lips? That was, like, the best one. That was the best idea we've ever had. The snake with the kissable lips? Right. Beautiful, luscious ones. I, I mean, still love to think about it. <laughs> One of these days you're going to go to the zoo and they're going to have snake clips on those suckers. and <laughs> It's going to be a brand new day in America. That's that's true. That's... <laughs> you know, things are looking down right now, but you know, if you're never down, how could you ever be up? That's and right. And so, you know, the only way up is up. <laughs> if you've never been... <laughs> If you've never been contained inside of a usually rigid object used to contain, store, and transport objects, can you ever say that you've been unleashed? Right. You live in a container, a people container. You live in a container for your stuff, and you have smaller containers. Those are like mini games mm-hmm. inside the main container. Right, and you travel around in a, in a container with wheels on it. Think about this. People do this thing sometimes where they pull their their doors off of their kitchen. You've seen this. Their cabinet doors. Why, yeah. And all their stuff just sits off. And then anytime they cook something, all their all their grease from their food goes on their plates. Right. It's a it's a bad idea, but that's the idea of the container. You put it away. You know it's there. You put it away. Mm-hmm. And then And then when you need your stuff, you're like, Where's the container with the stuff in it? Let's go find it and you get know, stuff out. You know why it's so calming to have everything put away. Now, I know sometimes people or are big organization heads. <laughs> they have special tubs for all of their scarves and their bandanas and like all of their stuff, right? And mm-hmm. everything gets tucked away perfect and it goes in the right order and they put the B on the left before scarf because of the alphabet. Right. And then there are people where they will just take everything that's on their floor and they will push it into the closet and use the door to push it the rest of the way in. Right. But either way, what you're doing is you're reducing the visual complexity of your environment. Containers do that for us, right? Right. You reduce the visual complexity of your environment. You know why it feels good? Because the computer running the simulation doesn't have to work as hard. Think about it. That's why they make you feel good when it's clean to give you a reason to do it to reduce the load on the simulator. Right, right. And yeah, I mean, that is one theory. I would be, I would say that's a credible theory. I also think that, you know, containers are great because you put the stuff in your containers. You get them out of the way. You do the thing with the visual load like you were talking about. Only that like makes it so like... It, you'll have like all this shit like blocking up your vibes man and they vibes are able to flow naturally throughout the room the way they want to instead of getting hung up on your 
pile of socks yeah, and, you, and all the books on the couch. Just like you need to loosening, have the path, yeah, pathways for your up. vibes, man. Yeah. And you know, now that we're talking about it, you know it's amazing. I mean, this goes back to the thing they tell you when you go to when you go to Catholic school or probably probably any religious school they say isn't God wonderful because if he had put the earth in just a slightly different place we would boil or freeze. Right. And uh I ha I definitely have like a uh a smooth brain thought about containers sometimes. I think about like how you can just get a TV and you can just put it on something and the TV stays there. Uh-huh. That is so handy. Everything would be a total mess if we did not have gravity happening. Right. And I mean, it's pro it's probably related to the other forces in the universe and like underpins our whole physical nature and all that. Mm -hmm. It's just part of the that was like one of the first things they invented when they put the simulator together. They're like, "Okay, gravity." Right. That had to be number one. That's what causes all the matter to. But what accumulate. if? What if? Yeah. So what if gravity though is what is trapping us in this meat meat car that we're stuck in? That it is. It is our curse. You think gravity is trapping us in our bodies? I think that I think that we are we are made of low vibrational meat, and we are we are cursed by gravity. I think that I think that he's gotta lose the meat, man. Be free. I don't think we should tell people to free themselves of their, <laughs> of their physical bodies, at least in the base sense of doing so. I was just I was thinking about how when you put a candy bar in your desk drawer, it stays there. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about. I know my candy's going to be there, man. Never, you never know. Some other part of the simulator, you put your candy down and it fucking floats off. Right, right. It's just easy here. <laughs> this is the best, this is the best option we have. So you put, used to be you'd put, uh, what? quarter 50 cents into a pop machine hit the button and it would clunk out now you're sitting there either feeding coins in for a half an hour or you're trying to unwrinkle three single dollar bills right so you can get your coke or you're downloading pop machine app <laughs> <laughs> please enter date of birth no <laughs> but yeah so you're so you're doing all this and then you press the button and the pop is dispensed but it doesn't fall down into the chute with the clunk because gravity got you fucked up now <laughs> right it just hangs out in the machine it's just floating gravity is just this unilateral flow you always know where stuff is gonna go at the end of it i mean you're gonna be lower than you are now unless you're underground right now right what if there was what if there was gravity but it came from a different direction so what if there was a gravitational force that expelled us from the earth instead of pulling us to it <laughs> or pushing us to the left or the right so what if the gravitational force was like perpendicular mm -hmm. to the tangent of the earth's mm -hmm. surface so that we were constantly being dragged around the earth like in a in a large circle is that what you're saying yep just getting just like magellan just <laughs> circumnavigating the globe constantly Forever. <laughs> I think it's good to construct ways in which the Earth could be worse. 
because then you appreciate no matter what is happening, at least gravity points down, right? Right. What if it's down, but just like a little bit like off center? <laughs> just like one degree. Yeah. So you had like one really muscular leg from having to like... <laughs> but, but... Correct, correct yourself for that all You the would time. just... I mean, on average, you would face the other way, though. You would face the other way sometimes. I don't think you'd have... Like, the arm wrestle guy that has the one big arm, I don't think you'd go like that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, <sighs> I need a moment to compose myself here. <sighs> so, Natalie. Right. Who invented containers? Humans. People like you and me. Just could have been us. <laughs> I mean, in a way it was. That's true. Think about it. So humans have used containers for at least 100,000 years. Probably longer than that, though. Because, you know, old containers, they could have been baskets. They could have been stuff that would rot. Right? You could put some stuff in a deer skin and just kind of yeah. hobo it up on right. the edges tied to a stick. Right. Right, yeah. you can use like an old stomach. Oh, the stomach is probably great for That's that. That's like nature's purse. It is. <laughs> As an esophagus, you just like tie the esophagus to the poop chute. There's your handle. That's a fat. That's like a sling, uh-huh. like a sling uh-huh. purse. Ready to go. Free purses all over. That that's the world that God created for us. You think you need to go to Nordstrom, but you don't. <laughs> Perhaps too many people are going to Nordstrom and not enough people are going to nature, Natalie. Getting that good, good stomach. Ripping the stomach and esophagus out of what, a deer? A deer. I mean, I'm just imagining a deer. That's got to be. Or like a antelope, a moose. Oh, you know what? I saw a bear. I saw a deer the other day. I know you never get too close up on them. I mean, I don't. Because they're pretty skittish usually. Mm-hmm. But I was down, there's a uh, there's a little kind of crappy woods area that's by a drain I like to go in. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> well, uh, so it's a storm drain, but you can go in it because it's big enough. And it's kind of cool. And some, I think it's kids because of the handwriting. They put next to the storm drain, they said, you're now entering the devil's anus. Yeah. And so. <laughs> you're like, right on, man. I'll be walking down through the little through the little woods and we'll be, you know, going down to the storm drain. And none will be like, we're going to the devil's anus. <laughs> but that's like, because we, we can't go to stores and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's where, that's where we go. And then on the other side, it says the hell hole. <laughs> same I, difference. And uh, I like two different ways of putting the same thing. I like to think there's a couple buddies and they each went to one end of the tunnel and one of them wrote the hellhole, and he's like, yeah, and he's going to go, he goes through, and he's going to go get his buddy, and he's like, man, you got to see this. I just called the storm drain the hellhole, and he goes out, and his buddy is just finishing painting. You are now entering the devil's anus. (laughs) God damn it. That sounds way cooler. God damn it. (laughs) But the storm drain is a container for excess water. Right. right. It's probably a receptacle. 
Right. Well, no, it's probably a tunnel. Right. And your walks are a container for cool father-daughter hangouts in the devil's anus. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I... I don't know where other people hang out with their kids. I, you know what? You're talking about seeing deers like in real life. And I saw a deer recently. You know, recently doesn't mean anything anymore. Maybe it was this year. Maybe it was last year. Maybe it was two years ago. I don't remember. Anyway, I was at a cemetery and there was a deer and it was like two feet away from us. And it was so close to me. It was weirding me out. It felt like, it felt like I was in like a weird, like surrealist movie, like something extremely bizarre was about to happen. Cause usually deer are so skittish, you don't get that close. So you think if you're that close that the deer is up to something. Right. And it would, the deer was just like sitting and like chilling, like next to a headstone. And it was like so close to me. If it was a dog, I definitely would be petting it. I would already be petting it. <laughs> Have you ever pet a deer? No. I saw that deer and it was so close up to me and it was so weird and it felt like it was like it felt like it was animatronic and someone was just fucking with me. It was like it didn't seem natural. It didn't seem right. It's not, it seemed like an omen, but I don't know what the omen was. <laughs> I mean, you were you were already in a graveyard. I was already in a graveyard. Yeah, I mean, that's that's part of why it seemed like an omen, probably. I mean, anything that happens in a graveyard is pretty much omen material. <laughs> but like the deer, like with its with its face, like right up and directly in your face, like in the graveyard, it's like. Yeah, I, I get you're trying to tell me something, but I don't I don't know what you're getting at, brother. <laughs> What's going on, man? <laughs> you need to like elaborate with your omens a little bit. <laughs> you're gonna have to you're gonna have to make a little image in my mind or something right. here, buddy. I'm <laughs> could not... get a little auditory hallucination here or something. A little clarification. That's all I'm saying, because I got a weird vibe, but I don't know what the fuck's going on with this deer. I didn't know if I was gonna start yeah. having to beat it up. What well, if he jumped at me? They I'd... don't I, I feel like that's all they got. That's all they got is the jump. I, I, I think that was probably why I felt so uneasy, actually, is because I was pretty convinced it would easily jump at me. In which case, I would have had to fucking beat its ass. <sighs> well, I've thought before, I've thought before it would be nice to pet a deer, and they don't seem like they're much in the way of mouths. I bet you they feel like petting a chihuahua. Like, you know how chihuahuas have, like, the short hair? Yeah. I bet you that's what they feel like. Then I saw, well, I saw some deer and then they, uh, I guess it's pretty, well, it's common enough that I've seen it multiple times. They are like all covered with these hard nodules and I guess deer get very bad, uh, the deer equivalent of HPV, but they get essentially like deer warts and they grow (laughs) like hard nodules all over them. Mm -hmm. And so it's not, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. It just is what it is. But if you went up and you finally like got on your nature power and you got all the way up on the deer and you went and you petted it and you were expecting a nice chihuahua pet because it's pretty nice to pet a chihuahua and then you just ran your hand over a bunch of like <laughs> bumpy hard nodules <laughs> under <lumps>. the hair. <laughs> you, you pull your hand away and you got a little bit of deer juice on you. Yeah, it stinks. <laughs> And then, then the deer starts groaning. <laughs> I was like, ah. 
And yeah. you, you got to punch it out. At a certain point, you're always gonna have to punch it out, put it out of its misery. I those even those big deer. I think the big deer, all they got is the jump in the in the antlers. Mm-hmm. I think what I would do is I would just I would try to to grab onto the antlers with my human hands, and I would kind of neutralize them, and then I I kind of like tip them over. And once he's tipped over, he's done. <laughs> you got him on his side. It's all over. <laughs> I mean, but I, I feel the same way. I feel the same way about geese because people seem like they're terrified of geese. Like, what do you think is going to... I mean, yeah, if you're a little kid. Right. You know how I would subdue a deer? Is I would get its deer head and I would put my hands like around its mouth. Yeah. I'd put both of my hands around its mouth and hold its mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> and I would look it right in its face and I would say, stop it. You think that would... <laughs> it would work. I think it would. You think... <laughs> stop it. I got your mouth. I'm not going to let go unless you quit. And then it would be that's, like, all right. Now that's also, you can do that to alligators, right? I don't know. That's the alligator... <laughs> Probably deal with birds. I mean, you can hold anything's mouth shut if you're strong enough. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think the alligator has the alligator's muscles in its jaws are not symmetrical, so it it is very weak at opening its mouth and it's very strong at shutting its mouth. Right. So if you keep it from opening its mouth, it can't chomp you. You just got to pinch it shut. And then you, can't, you flip the alligator on its back and you like. Jerk it off and it goes to sleep. Uh, that's that 22-year-old guy that hates women. That's, <laughs> that's that guy we were talking about before. <laughs> uh, so, did you know that alligators are containers for, like, alligator eggs and stuff? Alligator they, ideas and alligator dreams. They are. They are. And they're... In a nice alligator purse made out of themselves. Think about it. Everything's a container. We're just going to keep on revisiting this idea until you accept it. Everything is a container. I think it's the nature of the universe for things to be contained. I think just the fact that you divide everything down into smaller and smaller units. Grain of rice is is full of little microstructures of fiber and starch and stuff. And then those are full of chains of molecules right mm-hmm. and then those are made up of atoms and then those are made up of all the the dots and spark plugs and then you go all the way down till you get all the little beepy boys that they do at uh particle lab <laughs> particle lab yeah that's that's like where they do the black hole thing right particle lab yeah you remember that they were like hey this might create a black hole if we turn this on and then people are like oh why are you still gonna turn it on they're like oh we did (laughs) it's fine that's called survivorship bias what if they turned it on and it actually did like rip something up and put us into a shitty fucked up timeline instead of the one we were on before it's it's possible Mm -hmm. i think that a lot of present day people ascribing the past five years of events to being on a bad timeline is maybe just people having grown up with parents that lived during boom years. And so really it's incredibly hard for us to shake this idea that things should be better. Right. Just economically speaking, everybody was doing real well for a minute and then everything caught up to us. Could the system 
be changed in such a way to allow the majority of individuals to do better? Well, yeah, of course, of course. I'm not saying better things aren't possible. I'm just saying that uh, I think things were worse for very much of the time. Right, right. That's true. That's absolutely true. And I think it's very easy to be a kid and go through school and not really be concerned with politics. Like, unless now you're in the hell world of having your mom, like, make you say, oh, I hate Donald Trump. Right. <laughs> Come on, baby. Parent my political ideas back to me. I love it. <laughs> so, I mean, unless you're, unless you, you're so newly created as to have to participate in your parents' weird uh, political arguments mediated by a, by a social media, I think uh, everything seeming to go down the tubes lately is uh, just new because you were apolitical for so long. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if you were born in the early 90s, if you were born 30 years ago, if you're 30 years old now, in your lifetime, like the Berlin Wall fell, the Soviet Union fell apart, there was the the... Ex-Yugoslav states were all at war with each other, right? Yeah. There's been just tremendous change around the world. Even 10 years ago, there was the Arab Spring. We had all those revolutions in in uh, in Egypt and, and all over. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very easy to be like, oh, well, uh, we had a bad president and a pandemic and, and now social media like sucks more because they kind of did their thing and nobody stopped them so now they can make it worse and we still have to use it like these are just all they're things that should be better and could be better but aren't but they i think are inevitable right right and so it's really easy for us to think hey this uh well things suck well no things are kind of things are kind of getting back to normal i mean we really had it we really had it good during the 90s we could be cyberpunk Right. We could be cyberpunk and we could hang out drinking coffee and smoking cloves and going to see shows for $3 and going and getting 59 cents and you can go get a taco. Right, right. That used to be the game. (laughs) It is no more. Right. But the only constant is change. And so, like, if what you want is for things to be how they used to be, you're never going to be happy. Because if what you need is the past in order to be content, then that is never going to be arriving for you ever. Well, sure. Sure. (laughs) You have to, sometimes, everything's always going to change. Sometimes the changes are going to be good. Sometimes the changes are going to be bad. And all you have to do is roll with it. Absolutely. You just got to figure out what to do now. Right. <laughs> now that we're here, the the great thing though is that uh if you are if you are coming of age in this decade, I guess, uh you get a fresh brain. <laughs> right. You get a you get a good one. You probably grew up with better vitamins than I did. Your parents like, well, I don't know. I won't speak for everybody, but it seems like parents are kind of trending toward being a little better overall. Right. Lightly. kids. Slightly better. <laughs> or maybe they're just bad in a different way. There's no way to know until it's too late. That's how it goes. <laughs> that's why, and that's the thing, that's why the simulation has to be run so many times. Right. It's because you don't, if you knew what it was going to do, you wouldn't have to run the simulation. Right. It is so hilarious that somewhere there's some fucking guy 
and he's doing all this and in his time he's just watching the counter tick he's like at work uh let's imagine he's in a good galaxy so he's at work drinking a beer mm-hmm. running a simulation <laughs> smoking, a, smoking a jack yeah one of those good ones that doesn't <laughs> get you turbo high it just gets you chilled out man you don't end up nailing anything to your fence <laughs> just everything's cool man nobody's coming to get you you're just having a nice five percent pilsner at work <laughs> right right running a simulation and you do the whole thing and it outputs the data file and then he just like copies the data file into an email to his supervisor he's like hey uh I ran Earth again. Uh, <laughs> this time. <laughs> so I put a line of code in the simulation this time where if a man touches his butt, he thinks it's gay. <laughs> and so that's that's what happened. The butterfly flapped its wings. This is the emergent result of that chaos. Right, right. I'm tentatively titling this No Butt Touch Earth. (laughs) Uh, So, um, containers, right? 100,000 years ago, at least, uh, they were (laughs) immensely important technology in the evolution of human populations, like the ability to store your food for later. That was like a very big deal. Because prior to that, you had to find it and eat it. That was pretty much. That was pretty much it. You didn't. I mean, before you had a container, you just had to set it somewhere, mm-hmm. or you had to hold it in your hands. Oh, that's an option. That's like that time. The first time I played Fallout, I didn't really know that you could just go around and put your stuff in a box somewhere. <laughs> and so I was just walking around holding it. I did the whole game like that. <laughs> remember that (laughs) it was like the second time you're playing fallout when you when you notice there was the box (laughs) yeah Yeah, i played fallout it wasn't even that you you like literally beat the game like it wasn't like you found that at the end you definitely went all the way through it (laughs) without mr house and the mojave things changed (laughs) i was like well that was fun. Went back a couple years later. Like, hey, you know what? I'm going to play that again. I'm going to be the different guy and all this. And then uh, going through and you stand up off the couch and the doctor says, why don't you keep your stuff in this box? Like, I missed that. <laughs> Last time I played, I missed that. Uh, so the earliest containers were probably shit they, they found, like a gourd. Like old hollowed out pumpkin. Yeah. Like something like that, right? And they would use it to put their food in, right? Then later, they would make baskets. They would carve stuff out of wood. Or they would get into that true sick shit, that ceramic stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And after that, containers developed parallel to human activity. Like as human activities evolved and changed then so did the containers that came into existence in order to meet our containing needs. Symbiotic relationship between us and containers. It makes it makes sense. Your heart can get as big as you need it to be to have all the love you need. 
<laughs> right. So goes containers. Your house, your house, I mean, you think of your house as having a finite size, but really you can put so much shit in your house. Right. You put less stuff in your house. What if your house is empty? What if, what if you put less stuff in your house? That always makes me feel the best is when I have less stuff in my house. Well, it's, it's rough because sometimes you need stuff. <laughs> sometimes you need items to perform tasks i'm trying to i'm just gonna try to say the word stuff in things like 10 percent less <laughs> sometimes you need items to perform tasks duels and you can't throw them away and, <laughs> and buy a new one it would be I was thinking the other day, I was I was doing laundry and I was thinking the other day a really fantastic thing would be a guy and this is the classic the classic game of imagining a guy and then getting mad at him. Mm-hmm. But I'm imagining there's got to be a guy somewhere who just got it twisted and he didn't understand. He didn't understand the concept of laundry. And so he just wears like socks until they get nasty and he throws them away. And then he gets older and he like gets a pretty decent job. And he's like, man, now I don't have to keep my nasty socks as long. So he just wears them once. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... So containers are made of materials. And so as people were developing different ways of making things, then they would make containers out of that stuff, right? So they, when they developed glass, they started making bottles and stuff. And they had translucent and transparent glass in Cyprus and Rhodes in the first millennium BC. Did you know really? that? Really? No. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Not pretty long ago. Um, and they would use those for perfume, a little bit of bullshit, all that kind of stuff, right? And glass bottles were always, like, the standard for storing that kind of stuff. Up until very recently when we started just doing plastic all the time. I'm sure there will be no consequences to that. Right. They should bring glass bottles back for everything. It would be great. I think, I think they're more expensive and then what happens is whenever a company has to do something that costs more money they will jump through every hoop possible to avoid spending five cents it almost doesn't even seem like it's about the cost it almost seems like that they could prove that they could trick us right right do you ever feel that way yeah like if, if, okay, let's say you go to ketchup and you say, look, these plastic bottles are recyclable, but it takes all this energy and all this. And so we're burning energy and we're energy negative. In fact, recycling anything except aluminum is an energy negative process. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, it's a process where you have to put in, you have to dump in a ton of energy. Right, right. right. You go to ketchup and you say, put it in a glass bottle. Then what they are gonna do is instead of spending the money on just putting them in glass bottles, they would spend $8 million on an ad campaign. And they're like, here at Ketchup, we love the earth. That's why we're not gonna burn fossil fuels to carry heavy glass bottles across (laughs) the American landscape. We're gonna use lightweight, inexpensive, and truly safe plastic to carry your ketchup to you because we care. Because you want it fresh. They just take, they could take anything. They could take anything. It would be a real bummer if, uh, if we just had small regional ketchup brands that used glass bottles. 
It actually, it it actually would. That's kind of a. I'm not criticizing you, but that's a bad example. Because you ever go to a burger restaurant and they don't have Heinz ketchup. But Heinz can open regional plants if they wanted to provide it. Oh, if that's what you meant, yeah, sure, make one over here, man. Right. I'll go bring a growler and just fill it up out of a nasty tap. Right. Right. Why can't like this should just be the ketchup. The ketchup tank at the grocery store, you should bring your bottle in there and just tap it off. What if we just had bottles, just plain bottles that had caps on them you screw on? A glass bottle with a metal cap, right? And you go to the store and all your liquids, you just dump them in there. Mm-hmm. They have places like that where they sell bulk stuff. I think you should be able to get bulk barbecue sauce. Bring your own bottle. I want to have bulk regular stuff. I want bulk Heinz ketchup. I want bulk yellow mustard. I want bulk whatever the fuck. I want a consumer fountain soda machine that has Diet Coke. Real Diet Coke, not Diet Cola. Right. No cans. Just give me the box of the syrup and give me a little machine and I will have my own fountain soda machine in my house. I think, I mean, I think that's possible. I think you could do that, and I think we could get the syrup from the diet soda. You know what the issue is? What's that? I mean, you can tell me I'm superstitious, but I feel like the instant that we spend like $300, I'm just imagining that number. I totally made it up. $36, yeah. Uh-huh. When we spend $336 on our soda machine rig, <laughs> and then we line up and we get a supplier for the syrup and we do all the stuff, I feel like something would happen and you would have to stop drinking pop. Yeah, I would get allergic to pop. Yeah, like I got allergic to chard. <laughs> yeah. That's, the, that's a fucking vegetable. Might as well face it, you're allergic to chard. <laughs> 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 I'm allergic to everything. So am I. They did, you know, the the prick test? Yeah. <laughs> where they do they do the rows and columns. Uh-huh. And they take a little bit of each allergen and they poke it into your skin. Uh-huh. I just had like 18 dots running down my back. They're like, you're positive there, brother. Right. I should have that done. I never had allergy tests done because I was poor. I know that I'm allergic to all kinds of shit, though. Just from how everything in the world makes me miserable. Yeah. I kind of, I don't know. I went to the dentist and the dentist told me to get braces the other day. And the very first thing I thought, what I told him was, huh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because I wanted him to know that I heard what what he said. (laughs) And I wanted to at least kind of throw it out that I I would think about it. I'm not going to think about braces. But the first thing I thought is, you realize I'm halfway done with this bitch, right? <laughs> right. Who gives a shit anymore? I don't give a shit. This Please. is my meat car. This thing was meant to be running to the ground. I'm not going to come out of the end of this looking like a fucking game show host. I... <laughs> it's my big fucking perfect teeth and my my fit little body that looks great and, and my tight face. That's not how it works, man. We're going to run this shit into the ground. Run it into the ground. You're going to come out of this with stubby teeth. You're going to have two teeth in your head like Henry Lee Lucas and we're going to have a great time. <laughs> uh, that guy 
just chain smoke, drank <laughs> strawberry milkshakes, only murdered a few people. Great point of comparison. <laughs> I'm trying to think of someone who only had two teeth in their head. Most people tend to get that fixed. I used to work with a guy that they called Blade. <laughs> Did he only have one tooth? He had he had more than one tooth, but he had one chunker. He had a really, he had one huge tooth. One huge tooth? Yeah, up front, yeah. <laughs> Did it stick out of his mouth all the way? Yeah, yeah. They called him, they called him Blade. Yeah. But I think that, I Did think. Did they call it, him Blade to his face? Yes. Did he call he himself was a, Blade? No, he was an all right guy. He was a really, he was a really funny guy. He had a really good sense of humor. So, I mean, he was always, he was always joking about everybody else. But I think they also ironically called him Blade, like Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was not, because he was like not smooth and not a cool. Wasn't Blade a vampire? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess the. The idea of biting into somebody's neck with one huge square tooth. I think we should all just have one huge tooth. It'd be cheaper to take care of. I think a unitooth where it just, where it was. Like a horseshoe. Yeah. (laughs) One on top and one on the bottom. Just both of them totally flat. Well, no, you could still, the front of it could be. Serrated. Oh, serrated. That's smart. <laughs> and it vibrates. Hey, look, if we're getting a unit tooth, that sucker better vibrate. <laughs> it's like super strong vibrations. That's what the Beach Boys were talking about. <laughs> Plug in vibrations. That's their best song. <laughs> I got a girl down here and her mouth plugs in. <laughs> her mouth plugs in. <laughs> she got that unit tooth. She got the old model with the cord. <laughs> it hangs out the corner of your mouth. <laughs> so, um, so let's talk about all the different kinds of containers we got. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for it? Are you psyched for it? Yeah. Are you pumped? I want to know. Are you pumped? Yes. Okay, get, get fucking pumped. Ceramic cylindrical vessels. <laughs> <laughs> they are like amphoras and pithos and dolium and all those kind of shits that they would put oil and stuff in, right? Yeah. Bottles, jars, all that kind of stuff. You know, my fa- I, I forget the name of it. My favorite thing is in Italy, they have like this little mountain and it is made out of old amphora that they use to store olive oil. And it is like a mountain of it, of old discarded pottery that just has like a little bit of dirt and plants growing on it. Mm-hmm. It's like an old trash heap and it's just all old amphora and that's all it is. <laughs> I, if I ever go to Europe, that's like on my list of places I want to go. The Amphora Graveyard. <laughs> the pot dump. <laughs> um, there's also other cylindrical vessels like the classic barrel made of wood and cans, which are made out of metal. You can get a drum, which could be plastic or something like that. You can get a tub, which I'm not sure what the difference is between a tub and a drum. The tub has a lid. 
maybe. Well, a tub is a tub is square or rectilinear. Is it? Because if you say you got a tub of ice cream, that would be like a circle. Well, it could be a circle. It could be a if you if you got an ice cream and it had straight sides. And its top and bottom were equal sized circles. You might say, "I got a drum of ice cream." I would never say I have a drum of ice cream. What if you had like a I'm, container of ice cream that was like two feet in diameter? Yeah. Circular. Yeah. And like a foot tall. I would say I had a disc of ice cream. <laughs> a giant tub. Here's what I would say. What would you say? Here's what I'd say. I say, Natalie. Yes. Do you know a tuna can? Yes. I got a tuna can, but it's bigger and it's ice cream. Oh, okay. All right. There's uh, there's rectilinear vessels. Yeah. That's when your that's when your shit's not a circle anymore, baby. It's a rectangle. Yeah. And now we're talking about boxes. The classic box. I can't believe we got this far into our episode about containers before we even mentioned the humble box. Well, it's the parallel of pipette we all know and love. <laughs> uh, crates are a kind of box. Yeah. Corf. Uh, you can have a corf. <laughs> I could have a corf. <laughs> That's like a box made out of wood or chicken wire or something that you keep crustaceans in oh like have it down in the water yeah okay and then you take it out and you're like oh i got this drippy box with holes full of crabs and they're all clacking around they want to know they want to know that's what they're like they're tripping balls quit shaking our corf man i'm just a fucking crab bitch yeah there's flexible containers such as bags <laughs> and luggage and packets such as packets from Hazel Technologies. They keep your fruit and vegetables fresh. Right. At the same time, both of them, all everything fresh, especially all of your produce. And also flower sacks, gunny sacks, wallets, <laughs> corrugated box shipping containers where people like to live. Yeah. Yeah, a wallet is a type of container. Yes. That's and then your pants are a container for the wallet. Yes. Or your purse is a container for the wallet. And your pants are a container for your butt. And your butt is a container for your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and this podcast, once again, is a container for great ideas. That's right. 100%. Uh, so, barrels... I mentioned the barrels before, right? Uh-huh. Did you know that someone who makes barrels is called a cooper? Yeah, it's like a whole it's like a whole process. They have to angle the little slats of wood and then they like wedge them together and then they pound that ring on. Uh-huh. That's what kind of holds it all together. It's like a compression tension thing, isn't it? Yeah, right. Um they started making them like back during the Roman Empire because they were making all kinds of wine and they needed to move it around. And wood does not break like clay bo- clay bottles would. Oh, yeah. And so they would use the wooden barrels to transport the wine so they would not lose it in transit. And then they would usually use oak because oak is not porous. Okay. Another benefit of barrels is that you could... Roll it down a hill. So if you're uphill, watch out. And if you got to push it up a hill, that's better than having to push a giant box up a hill. That's true. That's true. 
have a little roll to it. It's like you invented the wheel. Now everything's a wheel. Think about it. <laughs> uh, when they make barrels, they try to make them pretty leak-proof, right? But they are only actually watertight if you cure them first. Did you know that? Mm-mm. That's when they just, they will soak it in water for a few days. And that makes the water, the wood soak up water and any kind of gaps then will get closed up. Okay. But you said that it was made with oak because it's not porous. How much water is oak going to soak up? I think maybe it's still, it's probably still going to soak it up somewhat, like in the fibers. And probably once it soaks up and swells, it has greater pressure against the metal. Yeah. So it probably has some like, pressurization to it that will keep it from leaking as much right but when when they put spirits if you're gonna take scotch or cognac or brandy or whatever and put it in a barrel you still lose some of the liquid yeah even if it's an oak you know what you should do is you should here's maybe this is a million dollar idea garbage brain university million dollar idea maybe we should have uh, idea where we take the barrels where they made liquor. Uh huh. And then after they're done with the liquor, you take the barrels and you cut them up and you use them to make toothpicks. And then you suck on the toothpicks to get drunk. <laughs> that sounds great. How many toothpicks do you think you'd need to eat? <laughs> Okay, so the alcoholic toothpicks are going to be super alcoholic from soaking in that booze for so long for love. Second so? off, great source of fiber. No, that's true. So maybe you'd have to do like a whole plank worth of it. Like how many planks are in a barrel? Like 10 or 15? Something like that. So you seems need to do like, a whole yeah. wooden plank. So maybe like 400,000 toothpicks. Yeah, that's not that many. <laughs> it sounds great. <laughs> Fibers. You have a great. You'd have a great poop tomorrow. I'm going to anyway, but that's neither after here nor getting, there. After getting after getting drunk off the wood soaked with top shelf liquor. Yeah, just eating like eight <laughs> pounds of oak lignin <laughs> soaked in cask strength <laughs> whiskey of some kind. Right? Yes, goes down easy. <laughs> so, um, are you ready for some weird box facts? Did you know that the first machine for producing corrugated cardboard was built in 1874? No. <laughs> did they make their corrugated cardboard by hand before that? I think they did. I think they did. Because they wouldn't have known that they needed it. They they wouldn't have known they needed to build the machine if they weren't making a product that they were like, we need to make this easier. Yeah, they had to be. And that sounds like totally a Victorian orphan job. Like a very Oliver Twist job is like folding the corrugated cardboard. <laughs> yeah, you're, you got the teeny little baby fingers. That's your perfect job. And then the very smallest orphan at all, very smallest orphan of all at the end is uh, licking his fingers and sticking them in the glue pot. And <laughs> putting the cardboard between the other two pieces of cardboard. Right. He's just got nimble fingies. <laughs> he loves the taste of glue. Yeah. <laughs> Like you. Keeps them going. <laughs> I'm sorry I've been so abusive to you this episode. Just a big mess. Loves, called you a glue eater. <laughs> loves the taste of glue. 
I looked at your man-shaped vessel for a mess. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> You're a perfect person. <laughs> That's more like it. Thank you. <laughs> I just want to go on record on the podcast. He might be a man-shaped vessel full of mess, but he's my man-shaped vessel full of mess. And I think he's a cute baby. <laughs> Did you know International Box Day is on June 19th? It's coming up. Get your boxes is this, ready. Is it the same day as Juneteenth? De- yes. <laughs> it's June 19th. That's Juneteenth, right? So which one is it? It's Juneteenth. It's not International. International Box Day, you need to come up with a different day. You can't double. Or maybe we are just going to double dip and have two great holidays on the same day. Well, when you're ordering your fruits and vegetables for Juneteenth, put them in a corrugated cardboard box that'll protect them, but it won't reduce the respiration. And that's where Hazel Technologies comes in on June 19th. Right. (laughs) Shipping logistics on June 19th. (laughs) Um, Did you know that most cardboard boxes are made with uh, pine or spruce or fir trees because the fibers are long and it makes it so you have a pliable box nice <laughs> so they that's what me in prison wow <laughs> did you know that they made mason jars they invented them in philadelphia they were invented by a guy named john landis mason he named the jars after himself. Like anything invented in the 1800s was invented by a guy named John something, like John, uh, John product name. <laughs> John washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> well there, did you know that little treat you're chewing on was invented by John Popcorn? <laughs> We're listening to some tunes. On this uh, invention that was brought to us by John Record Player. <laughs> we learned earlier this episode that the ER suffix means that it does the thing that came at the beginning of the word. So Record Player does to play records. Are you enjoying the chilled? <laughs> Are you enjoying the chill yet relaxing upbeat sounds of this music? You have no one other to thank than John Reggae. (laughs) Invented in a coal-soaked building in Camden, New Jersey in 1867, reggae music was the toast of the Industrial Revolution. (laughs) It always is. (laughs) It's It's the sounds that really get the orphans ready to fold corrugated cardboard all day with their little teeny fingers <laughs> you know that november 30th is national mason jar day <laughs> isn't that thanksgiving <laughs> i think may i think mason jars were like really important back then like before we had gladware right right we're like, why would we put it in something we can reuse? Those are poison, and you get to throw them away. Right, right. Let's do those. Right. I love it when my food... I, I, you know what I love more than anything? I like getting plastic and then cooking my food in the plastic. Just chuck that Think motherfucker. That. Yeah, chuck put him in the microwave. Put your food in the plastic and then get it really hot. Yeah. Nothing, nothing bad will happen. And it's... <laughs> 
there's no chemicals in the plastic that are going to get in your food. Don't worry about it. My <laughs> my favorite part about storing my food in plastic is it's just the longer you leave it in there, the more poison you get out of it. Right, right, right. But really, the key, you really do got to get it hot. <laughs> Maybe do it a couple times. Heat it up, cool it down, lick the sides. Right. Ow, ow. Plastic, plastic. America runs on plastic. <laughs> America also runs on wallets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you carry it. Um, the original wallet could also, um, in addition to carrying money, the original wallets also had a section for keeping your meat. <laughs> your meat? Yeah, like your jerky. And stuff that you wanted to keep to yourself okay <laughs> your secret treats that can't be beat your wallet treats <laughs> yeah a your... little bit of money a little bit of secret items a little bit of meat in your wallet <laughs> what if you're like at the bank and you're like oh my tumbles my tumbles rumbles <laughs> and you little snack and then you got to get that jerky out of your wallet jerky wallet is also what they called me in prison <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i always got that snack on me <laughs> oh my god uh, national wallet day is october 4th <laughs> no it's not yes, it is. isn't that christopher columbus day <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. He doesn't get his own day anymore as well as they know. Did you know that they first started having uh, canned goods and they built the first canning factory in 1813 in London? Uh-huh. That sounds like... That's so long ago, though. Yeah, but they had to have cans for people in the Navy. Oh, yeah, they tinned up their food and sent it off with them. Mm -hmm. They were actually using tin then, too, which is not great, huh? Well, yeah, but they would um, also use the cans to um, store gunpowder and seeds and, and turpentine and all kinds of shit. Okay. And they sealed the cans by soldering them with a tin lead alloy so people would get lead poisoning from those cans. <laughs> and yeah. they did not invent the can opener until several years after they invented cans. So were they shut until then? You would have to use like a knife and a hammer to open it. Jesus. And National Tin Can Day is January 19th. <laughs> That's Jan-teenth. Jan isn't that Christmas? <laughs> Uh, so think about all different kinds of bags. You know, you know my favorite kind of bag. Classic dime bag, man. Oh, the dime bag. Yeah, man, that's the best bag. The the classic small sack. <laughs> you get the zip, the good old, the good old zip, the OZ in the Ziploc. Yeah, that's actually the finest bag, actually. Well, yeah, if you're living, if you're living big, sure. Right. Well, I mean, I don't. It's not so much that I'm living big as is I don't like making the trip. Let's make the trip less often. We're not gonna, we're not gonna lie to ourselves and pretend I'm gonna smoke less weed. So let's just buy it now, get it out of the way. I don't have to come as often. (laughs) 
Uh, you can also put, uh, you, there's also body bags. <laughs> Those yep. are bags. <laughs> yep. Backpacks or bags. Garbage bags. Duffel bag. Duffel bags. But it says in the notes, duggle bags. Doug, double? Duggle. Duggle. <laughs> Uh, paper bag, plastic bag, shopping bag, all kinds of bags. Those are all containers. Bag day is March 24th. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that Easter? I think that's Easter. It's got, it has to have been Easter. So what, what I'm trying to say is, do we really have our own holidays or are they just tricking us into celebrating the holidays that are for containers? I think we're being pushed into a container-based holiday setup. Yeah. They're they're switching us over to a container-based religious system where we're going to start I, worshiping the container ship. I bet we will. You know what the first step on that shit was? The Easter Bunny, Natalie. Mm-hmm. What does the Easter Bunny bring? A container full of containers. Yeah. Right. He hides your containers around your container for your house. Right. And then Christmas is all about containers. So everything is in a box. And then they even turn socks into containers. And they put presents in those too. Maybe we need to think about big container and why. We are so beholden to them. Maybe the only way for us to be free is to free the objects. Right. Just let it all out. Dump it all out, baby. These items cannot be contained and shall not be contained. Let's free the items. What did you learn about containers today? International Tin Can Day is January 19th, and that's Christmas, baby. (laughs) They're moving in on us. They took our container holiday, and they're adding tin cans to it. I found out that a lot of the container industry seems to follow a Charles Dickens type plot. Right. <laughs> but most importantly, I found out that our friends, our favorite place to go, our sponsors, Harlem Township, have a baseball team. It's called the Harlem Heat. Right. No, not that Harlem. And no, not that heat. <laughs> It's the Delaware County, Harlem Township, Harlem Heat. Where do they play? They play at the... Wherever they want. (laughs) They 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 actually play at the single field in Harlem Township. So go check them out. uh, I think 5 p.m. Tuesday, Thursday. (laughs) Anyway, HarlemTWP.com. They've got a calendar on there. Go check them out. Right. Yeah, don't tell them that I... I told you to go. It's going to be weird. It's going to be a thing. You're going to have to explain what you're doing. You're going to feel weird. You know who I saw at the most recent Harlem Heat show? Who? Corey Grell. You saw Corey Grella. What was she doing? She was repping for the Harlem Heat. Was she having a great time and cutting some great deals? Right. She was. She had the t-shirt cannon out. And she was chucking them at people's faces. That's pretty aggressive. <laughs> but, you know, when you're right. You're right. That's what I call, like, hometown spirit. That is home. She's in New York, but (laughs) that's such a great hometown spirit. You know, you don't have to be from here to love here. here. Yeah. Yeah, jinx. (laughs) And we already mentioned him, but Hazel Technologies is going to be the retainer for your container. Just so they were recently. That's a good. That's a good tagline. The retainer for your container. Yeah, they were just at the Apple Quality Summit, ranking Apple quality and just they came bringing. Out on top. Yeah. They yeah. 
I don't even have to say they came out on top. You know they did. Hazeltechnologies.com. They got the secret to fruit to fruit that's fresh. Yeah, and uh, when it comes to fruit, freshness is the name of the game. When it comes to getting more for your audio files, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity is the name of the game. You're going to get all the episodes you haven't heard. Plus, you're going to get access to our Discord. Our Discord is the biggest container of cool people having rad combos. Yeah, we've uh, organized it as uh, a way for people to have a good time online, which is uh, what I thought it, uh, what I thought the idea was. But I guess we're trailblazers now. <laughs> Bringing it back. Just making friends and talking to people should not be a foreign concept. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, I do too. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yep. And we'll talk to you again soon. I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>